Welcome to My Story, where we share the stories of young entrepreneurs in the hopes to inform and inspire. We're here to remind you that it is up to us as the youth to create the world that we want to live in. I'm honored to be your host all the way from Kenya. My name is Sasha Munyaki, and today I'm at Leaf Academy in Slovakia, a school for young leaders all over the world. I'm delighted to have these amazing guests with me today. Nina and Michaela, hello. Hi. Hello. Can you give me one word for how you're feeling today? Excited, I think. Tired. Uh, may you please introduce yourselves to the audience? So, hi, I'm Michaela, and um, I study at Leaf Academy currently. And we are here uh, together with Nina uh, on behalf of uh, MEP, uh, Model European Parliament Slovakia, which I am currently the head of. Uh, I think Mishka introduced fairly well, but I'm Nina. I'm also a current student at Leaf Academy, however graduating this year, and I am the head of marketing at uh, Model European Parliament Slovakia. Fantastic. So we're going to begin with a little icebreaker question. Tell me what color your toothbrush is. If I remember correctly, my toothbrush color is yellow. And, you know, yellow, it's a very fun color. It's a very sort of bright color. Just as, for example, coincidentally, the stars on the flag of the European Union, there's 12 of them. And through this yellow color, we sort of, even as I see it in MEP, having been there for four years, it's sort of all of the potential that every single delegate that comes to attend our conference brings and sort of the discussions that they're able to spark up. So can you tell me more about um, both of your roles at MEP? As my role as the, the head of marketing at MEP, what my role mostly consists of is the creative part, you know, managing social medias and our communication across them. However, a very exciting part is the copywriting, you know, writing all the press releases and especially emails, which becomes very good practice for the future. Well, me as the head of the project, or as we call it, the president, is to sort of keep track of all the tasks that uh, have to be done, uh, distribute the work, um, make sure that people do the work on time and uh, just like logistically manage the whole project, but also deal with all the legal things that go together with the fact that we're a civic organization, communicate with our external partners and, and yeah, much more, I think. Well, this all sounds really intense. And keeping in mind that you're both still in school, how are you able to manage your schoolwork and MEP? Well, I would say that's... Um, I'm still looking for a way how to manage it and I don't have an answer um, and I'm not sure whether whether I'm managing or I'm failing, but, you know, we will es essentially um, get there, I think. It is quite hard because the workload is uh, intense uh, at our school, but also uh, if we are if we are part of a, of a bigger project, especially in the months very close to the conference, uh, so the period we're in right now. The workload is increased, but a very helpful thing is that we have a time dedicated in our schedules, thanks to thanks to the um, EL um, EL subject, uh, so we can work on our projects. Um, I'd like to ask: um, in managing this project, I'm sure there have been ups and downs. Um, can you delve into one challenge you faced and how you managed to overcome that challenge? The first one that really comes to my mind is when COVID hit. It was my second year in the project, and the year before we organized a fairly successful conference, then suddenly COVID came and all the socializing and social events got canceled, 
which was quite sad since we were just really planning our our upcoming conference. However, I feel like although COVID took away pretty a major part of our projects and what would we sort of want to do, it also allowed us to experiment. And uh, we actually organized an online conference. And although it wasn't a national round, it was a regional round. And it was received very well. So I think that was maybe one of the biggest challenges um, that we faced. However, it did have its impact, I think. So what would be your highlight? Like, what's your favorite part about working at M? That's a, that's a very hard question. Um, I would say there are, there are many, although it's it's very tough and intense, especially the time of the conference where we uh, do not sleep uh, and we're trying to troubleshoot everything before the participants notice that something is happening. So everything seems like uh, it's perfect. I believe my favorite part or highlight from last year is the feedback that we received. Like after the conference, although we were extremely tired and and felt like we don't want to do this ever again in our lives, the feedback we received was very positive and encouraged me personally, but I believe my other teammates as well to continue because it's, it makes sense. People were telling us how, how grateful they are for the opportunities they received that they would never, ever have if they weren't for our conference. I really cannot agree more with me with what Mishka said. I feel like really one of the most favorite things is just seeing the people sort of interact within the conference. We have coffee breaks, we have lobbying, we have the general assembly. And just sort of seeing it all come together and people having fun, people making friends. I feel like, you know, although the logistics are really fun, like coming up with things, figuring out where you want to pull it, communicating with people, speakers and this stuff. I really think my favorite part is just seeing everyone just come together. It's just a really heartwarming thing. Um, can you tell me more about what inspired you to even begin working at MEP? When I joined MEP, it was already an established SC in, here in Leith. And I just remember it was a Thursday assembly. The whole school had it. And uh, one guy who was in year three back then was like, oh, yeah, we're opening up a chance. You know, join the team. At that time, I properly didn't even know what MEP was, to be honest. And I was just sort of really new into the whole model conference projects, this type of thing. But there was something in me that told me like, oh, this can be pretty fun. Like, right, I want to try out new things. And I just took the opportunity. And I think just sort of this small decision that I did by responding, hi, I would like to join to an email. Yeah, it just sort of let, like even the tossing into the dark, you know, it's like it's sort of proven to me that it can result in really amazing things that teach you a lot. And, but, but yeah, but my joining the team was extremely random. Like, if I w- wouldn't have been there at that point on that, like on that specific day, I don't think I would be where I am. Well, I joined the team. My story is very similar to Ninkas, although I joined much later. Um, the thing is that uh, here at LEAF, we have to have some project that we're working on as part of the um, of the EL classes. And my project uh, that I was involved in uh, crashed. So I was looking for another opportunity. And uh, I talked to, to one of the LEAF students that happened to be head of MEP at that time. And she was like, come and join. Uh, and I was like, actually, I might, I, I, I might. Um, and she said, okay, so you're accepted um, <laughs> to the team. So it was very random. It happened, I believe, in the garden or in the parking lot. I'm not so sure now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Yinka was there as well at the time. And so I joined. Um, 
without any any further thinking. Um, but I knew about MEP even before I came to Leaf Academy. So I believe that that, that played, uh, played a part uh, in the unconscious decision that I made. And yeah, I, I was always interested in social sciences and these sort social projects. So I believe that there were some reasons behind it, but the way how it happened was was very random. This is all very impressive. So what advice or what tips and tricks would you give to someone younger than you that's aspiring to um, get to the high positions that you both are in as a president and the head of marketing? Just give it a shot. I mean, it's like, just just try it out and really sort of, even if you join something, like just to try, I would say like devote your time to it. You know, it's like try to find a little passion in it that like might kick you further, might motivate you a bit further. Because it's like if you just join something because like just because you're not going to get anything out of it yourself. And getting what you can get out of it, of course, it's a title, but uh, it's about like the experience and like you know you can really shape your experience if you try to make it as positive and try to sort of make it nice for yourself in a motivating type of way so I feel like maybe it's like I was really demotivated a couple of times like throughout my four years in the team but I feel like really just sort of finding the little things that I really do enjoy about about it like really pushed me further and I can see it like even in what I do now Dedicate your time to it, as Ninka said, but not just dedicate enough time to it, but I would say also give it your best. Uh, try to try to perform as 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 good as you can because any kind of pro in any kind of project you're going to be involved in, whether it's a small scale project like MAP or or working for a bigger international company everyone will be looking at your performance and your dedication to the project. And if they see that you are dedicated and that you are trying your best, you will build your way up. But if you're, as Ninka said, just there and you don't have the why, then then you will not get far, I would say. It's inspiring to see how both of you are doing so much at such a, at such a young age. Um, so I wonder, what does a day in your life look like? when you have school and when you have work? I think it's very boring. No, like the usual day. I wake up, brush my teeth, have school usually. I mean, of course, I prioritize school by quite a lot. And then it's like, and, and then when it comes to working on the project, it's like the little nicks and necks. You know, it's like you have the little puzzles then come to a, a larger thing. So for example, across, like during the week, out, even outside of EL, I sort of either respond to emails, I work on the creative stuff like posts, now we're doing designs and just sort of prepare the logistics because doing things ahead of time really pays off, especially when you really need it at the final stage and you don't have it still. But I don't know, like, of course, like I wouldn't call myself an entrepreneur or anything like that since I feel like just doing the things that you enjoy of course, can make you an entrepreneur, but I feel like for me in my position, it might be too high of a title. At least that's how I feel like. Yeah, I have it very similarly. I'm I'm just a student that goes to school and happen to, well, have some other activities beside it. Well, I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth with my lovely Bluetooth brush. Then I respond to emails if I have time. If I wake up early enough, I like to respond to, to the emails before I go to school. 
during lunch break, I usually finish responding to the emails or respond to some more emails, maybe write some emails that need to be resolved, make some calls. Then I continue with my schedule and then the evening or after school and during the evening, well, I study and I combine it with with work uh, on the project. So if there is something, some legal issues that need to be resolved, I have to obviously prioritize. Or if there is a grant proposal that needs to be submitted, I work on that. Before I go to sleep, I'm sort of trying to always reflect on what still needs to be done this week and where are we at in the process. Uh, Often before I go to sleep, I write uh, late night messages to our group chat to sort of (laughs) tell people what is ahead and what, what have we accomplished. This is really amazing. Wow. I'm I'm very surprised to hear how detailed you guys' schedules are. Sounds like it's really packed. Um, so if you weren't in MEP, what other student enterprise would you either join or would you start for yourselves? Oh, well, I was last year, I was also part of another student enterprise here in Leaf, Nuv. You might have heard of it. It's a, it's very talked about, uh, but I'm not sure. It's like I'm either would be would have been a part of that or I think like also start doing an internship is a like extremely practical and like important thing if you want to sort of gain contacts and everything. Luckily, I'm already able to gain contacts through being part of MEP since it's more of a social activity, especially when it comes to the planning. You know, you get to talk to your partners, uh, you get to talk to your guests and everything like that, so sort of build your network. But I feel like if I had not been given the opportunity of MEP, I would probably try out an internship in the sphere that I would like to study, which for me is urbanism and spatial planning. So I would maybe try to get an internship into the sort of like city area or or something like that. Yeah, I believe I'm also very fond on the idea of internship because I've had one myself uh, before and I believe it was an amazing experience. Or if not, then I would try to definitely not find an organization, but maybe join a project with with a similar idea, similar mission to what MEP is trying to promote, and that's youth participation, uh, youth engagement, maybe promotion of the European integrity, because I believe that that's very important, especially in the times we're living right now. In MEP, I'm sure you're able to relate to partners from all over Slovakia. And do you feel like you're ever looked down upon because of your age? And if you are looked down upon because of your age, how do you combat that? Are you able to overcome it? I'm not so sure whether we're looked down upon because of our age. But the problem that we encounter a lot is the lack of interest in supporting projects that are in the social sphere. So as we're not dealing with tech, we're a non-profit organization. We often meet with a lack of interest from the side of sponsors or partners because we are dealing with the social issues. And although we have the area of our mission or legacy specified, it's still very vague or it's very hard to prove the outcome, the meeting the end goals. And uh, that's what the partners are usually looking for. So uh, I would say that that's much of a 
bigger struggle rather than being looked down upon because of our age. I would quite say on the contrary, like last last week we've been in Brussels at, at an international conference of the Model European Parliament and we uh, wanted to arrange a couple of meetings with the European officials and they were very, very open to talk to us, to meet us um, and they didn't didn't have uh, any kind of remark on how young we are and that who are we to talk to them about these kind of issues because we are not educated enough, anything of this sort. Yeah, so my next question isn't necessarily tied around MEP, more so personal, um, but who inspires you? Well, for me, it's the lady sitting right next to me. Really? Um, Stop it. But it's true. It's really true. I really admire the perseverance Mishka has had and sort of, um, she was put into the position of a president just the second year of her being in the team. And I feel like all of the work that she's putting in and the amount of I care, I th- it's really admiring. And it's sort of really something that I look up to because whenever I see her, I'm always like, yes, this is why I do what I do and why I also continue doing with MEP. And it's also just the way that she also expresses herself that I find so admiring since I'm not, I'm never able to express my own passions and like sort of the things even about the project and the words that she can. And that's sort of like really inspiring to sort of see that motive and to sort of see the passion in someone. It's really just amazing. So yeah, it's Mishka. Thank you. (laughs) I don't know what to say right now. Well, I wouldn't say that I have one person in particular that inspires me. I'm just trying to look for the I'm just trying to observe people around me and take the the best that uh, that they can out of whatever they are doing. Um, so I'm trying to take inspiration from everyone that is that is close to me, that is around me, rather than having a one person. So you guys are going to be graduating soon. Um, what does the future look like for you with MEP or even after MEP? difficult topic but um I don't know I mean for me currently it's it's a bit fuzzy to be honest I am really not sure what I'm going where I'm going to be in a year uh however what I do really know is that MEP is going to stay in my heart for a very very long time I mean yes I've devoted to I've been devoted to the project for quite a long time but I just don't think like even the sort of idea of it it's not something that just lets you go no, it's, yes, educating the youth of Slovakia about their European Union and sort of being aware of the topics and staying, trying to keep others informed and also sort of engaged. I think it's definitely something more of a practice at this point that I will keep with myself for a very long time. It's going to be, it's really just has like a lot of percentage of my heart at this point. Yeah, for um, me personally, I'm also... Not sure where will I be uh, in the year to come, um, whether it be university, traineeship, work, um, whatever. I'm trying to keep my door open and options open. Uh, and in regards to the project, well, the project is structured in a way that once we leave high school, we also leave the project itself. However, as Ninka said, MEP is a, is a community and uh, you cannot just leave it. So although we will not be officially part of the project anymore, I believe we'll still 
be connected to it, still be in touch with the people that are staying there. And also MEP started its alumni project uh, recently. So we, we might, we might join, maybe we might consider consider and stay in touch uh, in a closer touch with the people there. So we're going to begin to wrap up. Is there anything else you'd like to add about MEP? Anything about the upcoming conference? MEP is organizing another conference this year, which will be held in Bratislava from the 31st of March until the 3rd of April, 2023. And this year it's going to be a very exciting one since we're also bringing back the policy of political parties along with uh, country representation, which allows delegates for a deeper understanding of the ideas and ideologies within the European Parliament and also sort of show a larger picture in how the parties interact with one another so and also the commun- the committee topics this year i think they're amazing i love them so much i agree and uh, we're not saying that just because we came up with them but uh we've been getting uh, excellent feedback from from uh, the alumni but also from our potential participants and yeah i would encourage all of all of the listeners to apply because we'll have also international delegations joining us this year um as they were very uh very pleased uh, to see how high quality our conference in slovakia is so they will bother and come to slovakia uh, to to join the conference and also the winners of this national conference that we are organizing will have the opportunity to join international conferences next year, which will be held in Tallinn, in Prague, in Athens, and also in Munich. So um, I believe a lot of learning and many new connections that can be created. And a great experience overall. And exciting guests. I am hoping we cannot disclose yet, but but we'll definitely have Great, great, great guests coming from NATO, from the executive of Slovak Republic. This is also amazing and so inspiring to see how the young leaders are actually making the change. So the last question. If you weren't here right now, where would you? I would be sleeping, maybe catching up on my sleep. Finally. (laughs) No, but uh, if I wouldn't be here, like you're here right now where I am. I'm not sure. It's like, I feel like just thinking about where I could be, of course, I do it often, but um, I'm not sure. And I'm I'm just happy with where I am right now. Sort of like, I don't think I can imagine it any other way. It was very beautifully put. I don't know what to say right now. Um, Well... I also believe that I I should be catching up on my sleep. But other than that, uh, we're just talking with Ninka and our other um, colleagues in MEP that we haven't had a proper team building in a while. So maybe, maybe I would would rather be be there with with my friends that are also my colleagues and maybe doing something fun after, after a while and a lot of work. Okay, Nina and Michaela, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been amazing hearing about the Model European Parliament and what you guys are doing for the Model European Parliament. It truly is inspiring. Um, So this brings us to the end of our session today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting us. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having us.